1: Thank you so much for joining me on A Long Walk to Cleveland. Today's guest, she was on Boston Legal. She was in Teaching Mrs. Tingle. And of course, she's Ursula from Super Troopers. we got the sign poster on the wall. It's Marisa Coughlin. She was from Minnesota, moved out to Los Angeles, got to work with Helen Mirren, Katie Holmes. She talks about moving back, being a mom, a wife. Plus, she's got a brand new show coming out called Bat Shit. Uh, All the stuff we talk about, one of the best conversations I've ever had. Seriously, you guys are really going to enjoy this. Let's all take a long walk to Cleveland with the one and only Marisa Coughlin.
0: You have a lot of good stuff here.
1: Thank you. Yeah, it's, you know, that is the one thing about like, you know, 22 years of radio and some of this stuff nobody gives a shit about. Like, I get it, you know, but like the signed Foo Fighters album, like I watched them, when that album came out, I watched them perform a bunch of songs off it off of a in a dude's garage in. Maple no way. Park. Yeah. And it was like that tour. And like so people, they see the Foo Fighters thing. They're like, that's cool. But the sign Doug Flutie, yeah. 8 by 10 everyone's like, who the fuck is that guy?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. We have yeah. a lot of cool stuff in here. Mm.
1: Thank you. Yeah, that's coming around. Four kids, you said? Four. IMDB says three. I know you said four the what?
0: other day. Yes. It does?
1: It does. It says three.
0: Oh, that's too bad. I'll have to go poke the bear and yeah. be like, first of all, take 10 years off my age. Second of all, add a kid.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow. What, uh, so Finn is your- tw- Finn is my oldest. Oldest, right? Yep. Yeah. Right on. Yep. And, and then, then
0: Merritt just turned 11. Ireland is eight, and then Connor must be the one who's not represented there, and he's five.
1: Okay. Yeah. Right on. You know, one of my favorite things to do when I meet somebody and I know that they have a significant other is picture what their wife or husband looks like. And I met your husband for the first time the other day. (laughs) And when I met him, I was like, not the dude I thought I mean, I knew you'd be married to a good-looking guy, and when I saw him, I'm like, "That's a good-looking dude," but not. I thought, for whatever reason, I thought tall, and he's not. He's not, but he's what five? He's a little know. bit taller than me. Yeah, but, he's like but not eight, by much. Not yeah. by much. Yeah. Um, but uh, I knew good-looking, but
0: your husband, charmer. Oh, he's a charmer. Absolutely, he is charming. a charmer. He really is. He's got more personality his pinky finger than most people do. You know, I used to, I dated I would say in my 20s like a fair number of that guy that you described, yeah. but um, I was not going to marry that guy. No. <laughs> but we grew up together. He's my uh, best friend from i went to breck and it, i was there from k through 12 which mm-hmm. i don't know if you your listeners probably have no idea of the local ones will but i was it's a school you're there your whole life if you want to be and i was there my whole life as an only child so his sister was like family to me because we were friends our whole lives but i didn't meet him until high school but then we sort of pseudo dated in high school like he was younger than me by a year and a half and he wanted to date me and I was sort of entertained it for a few weeks. And then I was like, this is too embarrassing. You're too young for me. You know, at that age, you're like, <laughs> yeah. a year younger is huge. And then, but we stayed friends. And so we were friends, friends, friends forever. And then, um, yeah. And then eventually he was in L.A., to for his their older sister's um, 40th birthday mm-hmm. and it was just one of those things where I was like we just reconnected and kind of took a leap of faith and yeah here we are yeah but was- he's very funny I mean I, and I tell my kids to the cows come home I'm like because I used to date like you know that guy actor like uh, but they weren't funny and like I, he is so, he could charm the socks off of anybody, including me. When I hate him the most, he makes me laugh. And I'm like, if you weren't if anybody, I don't know how anyone gets to marriage without humor because the, the redeeming factor for both of us is that we both find each other funny. And I think if you didn't, you would, it would be hard. Life is stressful. Yeah, <laughs> Find someone who makes you laugh Absolutely. the same way your friends. Like I don't have any friends who aren't funny because yeah. why?
1: Yeah. Uh, it, uh, it's, it's nice to have that nice counterbalance from, this business in this world to have oh, somebody who's outside of for it for sure because he's a he's a salesman is he?
0: Well, the thing is, what's fun, what's nice about Stephen is that he um, he did live in LA for a while. He's a musician. I don't know if you saw he, I didn't know. he's a he's a pianist and. Part of how he wooed me back in high school was he's a really talented, self-taught piano player. Mm-hmm. So he just actually released like three albums. He's he's sort of started producing his own stuff and put it out there. And he's doing really, really well. But he taught himself how to p- play piano. And he moved to L.A. when we were in our 20s to to pursue music. And then he ended up in the agent and working at a big agency and going through the agent training program. And so what's great about Stephen is he has a firm understanding of the business. And his sister is an Academy Award nominated writer. So there's a lot of understanding um, of the whole business and he knows agents and he's met had dinners with every actor you can think of because he was coming up the ranks. And then he left the business because he was like, I just don't know if I want to like ultimately be that guy yeah. <laughs> be like an agent. Yeah.
1: You know? Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. When I met him, I'm like, there's
0: something else going on. Yeah. Here. No, yeah. he, he, uh, he has a very, very uh, extensive understanding of the whole world that you and I, you know, are used to, which if he didn't, it would be hard. I think if he didn't understand that and if it was just like a Minnesota guy who had never left, who sort of had his business and that was that, but he's traveled and lived in Chicago and, and LA and has a good grasp of yeah. the insanity.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it's it's what is um it's the appeal that people see because they look at somebody who's an actress or a singer and they're like, that person is a tr- I'm attracted to that person. And then they get it. They get into a relationship. And then six months later, they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Where do you mean you're going on a Thursday night? You're going out to go do a show. Right. Like, oh, understand? yeah. And they just don't get it. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've had uh, I've had many girlfriends that aren't in the business. And then I at some point I'm like, I have to find one that is
0: It's really hard. It It really, it it is. And that's, thank God he understands it. Because when I've had things where I have to go shoot and be, he's like the first person to push me and be like, go, go, do your thing. Chase your dream. Do not be, you know, I will cover if you need to be in LA for a week. I had to be, the the longest I've left my kids, I think, was like two weeks. I had to be, I was shooting and then I was pitching and then I, I mean, I was directing a short. It was just like a lot. And my youngest was young and I'm just not good at being away from them. It's, I'm hardwired to be near my kids. But he was just like, I've got this. You need to go do this. And and he does have it. So yeah. You know? So thank God. Cause yeah, if he didn't understand and didn't push me, it would be really, really hard. Cause you have to make a lot of sacrifice. You have to be like I before we got married and had kids, I was on a show where I was, I was number one in on the call sheet. I couldn't even have a dog. I mean, I like was n- never home. It was mm-hmm. fifteen hours a day. I was gone. It m- at minimum. It was. I don't know how anyone has a family with that lifestyle. You yeah. Know? Which show was that? It was called Side Order of Life. Okay. Yeah.
1: You say that like there's a little bit of <laughs>
0: No, uh... no, no. It was a great experience, but um it was it was eye-opening for me cuz I I I guess I'd been number 1 on the call sheet for one other show and that was really a lot. It's just a lot. You're especially season 1 of a show. Everyone's finding their sea legs and no one really knows what's going on and if you're in almost every scene it could kill you. Like I don't, I look at those girls who did like Grey's Anatomy for 8 million seasons. I'm like, I guess maybe they learned to just build a bigger ensemble and take the focus off. But it was it was uh, it's one of those things where you're like, I want to have that. And then you get there and you're like, why did I want this again? Yeah. <laughs> maybe I want to be number four on the call sheet where I bop in and I do something funny and then I. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I w- mean,
1: I was listening to uh, Rick Glassman the other day. I don't know if you know who Rick Glassman is. Uh, he's an actor. He's been around a couple podcasts, but he's got a new show out on um, Amazon Prime and he's kind of like an acquaintance of an acquaintance and he was talking about how the best job in his life was on a sitcom where he had like three lines every episode. (laughs) He'd come in, he'd add a joke and then he'd go away and that was it. I'm like,
0: that's the dream job, man. Yes. I mean, listen, I I love it. It's just, there's a season for everything, right? And like, I I personally, and I made the choice to have four kids so I mean, I, I made this bet and I'm happy I did but I personally could not be gone twenty four seven, yeah, and and think that that was fulfilling enough. If I was missing out on this much with my, but I mean, there's a balance. I also sometimes think I'm too far that way, and I need to especially now that my youngest is getting a little older, like really carve out the window to, I've been writing, which is a lot, which is a nice way to be more present, but you know, and we're, we're here. So that also is, makes it a a little less of a struggle now because people, there's Zoom, there's this, and then people are shooting all over the place. It's not like people are married to LA to shoot these days, but, Mm -hmm. but yeah, yeah, it was, it was a, um, it's been nice to take a, a little b- breather away from the, like, 15-hour day thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, do the kids g- want to go down the same route? Because...
0: Um, well, so my oldest is obsessed with movies and 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 is cut from my cloth in the sense that he just could watch... He knows more than I do at this. I mean, he knows writers and the directors and he knows the actors and he, he loves horror movies. And so... He, if there's a new movie coming out, he, he'll he know more about the I mean, it's kind of sad because I'm like, how do I not know this? And you do because he's just sitting there watching every trailer. Oh, does he want to be an actor? No, but I could see him ultimately wanting to be in the business. My daughter, who's 11, um, is interested in being an actor, isn't is act. it? I mean, she does plays and stuff here, so we'll see. But yeah. I won't, I'm not, there's no way I'm pushing anyone to jump in until they're adults because I've seen too many.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's tough when you are successful at something to tell your kids to not do it because they already have a blueprint in front of them of how you be successful at it.
0: Yes. But I, I went to college. I mean, I, I left here, I went to USC. I studied acting and I studied theater in French and graduated college and only did acting sort of on the side through school. So I feel like that is, I had, I lived on campus and I had my college friends. I just had like, A safety nest. Whereas Mm -hmm. just picking up and moving to L.A. at 18 sounds very scary to me and overwhelming. And I wouldn't let I I've worked with so many child actors over the years or adult, you know, adult child actors that have have really (laughs) had a rough, rough, rough. Um, path that I'm like you're not doing that there's no way there's so especially now with like social media and the emphasis these kids have on presenting themselves and looking cool and photos and you know everything all the pressure externally to be To look a certain way and what it's worse than when we were kids. For sure. I mean, I can't even so on top of that to be like, now go be an actor and be validated for all that stuff on a whole nother level. Mm -hmm. Like I would never let them.
1: Yeah. It oh, you want to go down a rabbit hole. Go Google the kid that played Anakin Skywalker. Oh my goodness. Wait, the little
0: kid? Oh, so you don't mean Hayen no, 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 not Hayden Christensen. Yeah,
1: okay. No, no, no. Google that kid. I think his name is Jake something or another. <laughs> oh, and really? that is a boo. That is a tough road, man. Like
0: No, there's so many. And um, I I I dated a guy for a while who was a child actor. And I could, I just he was he was on the one hand, like he was in his early twenties, sorry. Hmm. And on the one hand, he seemed twice his age, and on the other, he seemed like he'd lost out on a lot of youth. You know, it was just you're sort of so because he was smart guy. So he, he figured out how to roll with adults. And but he had just, you know, whatever it's it's I, I being around him and sort of having that lens to see what he'd gotten. He had a wonderful family who would supported him through it. And it's not like a broken home situation or whatever. But even still, the pressure to grow up too fast and to to just kind of go in the fast lane when you're like, Eleven, yeah, <laughs> it's too much. So no, yep. they're gonna stay here in this little, <laughs> yeah, this little nest as long as I can keep them.
1: And you're gonna talk about it in your memoir called My Time with Macaulay. <laughs> exactly. Who was it? Can you say?
0: Uh, well, what did I just share with you? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right, that's fine. I get, I get it.
0: It's it's weird,
1: like when you have to have people talk about exes and stuff especially yeah. when you're married right? yeah. and yeah. some people not a big fan of knowing that I think in guys' minds guys want to be like no, no no I'm the first person that that person was ever with and
0: right only right. And we have deleted one. all past yeah. no the other good thing about Steven is that we were friends for so long that yeah. I knew all of his ex-girlfriends he knew all my ex-boyfriends like he's not the jealous type thank God That's because awesome. we've just been we, we he knows them all and, yeah. and vice versa so yeah. the crazy ones and we can make fun of each other for that at least so what are you writing uh, what am I writing? So I've written... I started out... I was on Boston Legal for a while. Mm-hmm. So my f- the first thing I ever wrote was a oh, I know of Boston Legal. Because this guy is very well
1: prepared, everybody. <laughs> very well prepared.
0: Oh, good. I'd like to see. It's probably stuff I've repressed. Um, so I I started out writing TV and kind of got a boost from writing a spec of Boston Legal. And then I've, I had a show produced right out of the gate, which was lucky. So I've written a ton of TV and then recently taken a break from that and just finished a feature spec with a writing partner, and we're now brewing up our next one. No kidding. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. That's awesome. It's yeah. great
1: to when you get to see something come. I think that's one of the things that you have to teach kids is follow through.
0: Oh, for so sure. So when you
1: have for something sure. that starts here, yes. and then you put it here, yes. and then you get to see it on a screen... There's no bigger follow-through. It's no, like it's you're little, totally right. Yeah. Yeah. And to teach kids that is, that's a, yes. it's a great thing. And that's skill. part
0: of the reason I think I wanted to switch over to features so we could I could just go make it, you know, because it's just like TV, you can make, in this day and age, look at all your cameras, you can go make TV, you can go make whatever you want, but it's, I think, harder to kind of get it out to people than it is a movie. I just saw this movie um shit house have you heard it's a yeah. really not a great title for what the movie is in my opinion but this guy what's his name anyway he was 19 he was going to college in LA he decided to just make a movie he wrote it sort of autobiographically on like super fast just cranked out a script about his experience with his first girlfriend in college and his first little year in college he had a 2 week spring break where everyone was going on a trip so he just like shot it in the dorms with his friends It is such a good movie. Really? And he made it for, I want to say, (gasps) $15,000. And I was just like, what am I doing? How have I not done this yet? It's really, now he's got a movie at Sundance with Dakota Johnson in it. Like it's, he got into South by Southwest with that movie. It's a slow, it's like, it kind of reminds me of those movies they made in the 90s (sighs) that are just like talky and you just kind of... Talk about your life and your feelings and whatever. It's not, obviously, it's not a huge like special effects kind of a movie. It's Mm -hmm. in a dorm for $15,000, but it's so sweet and well executed. So, anyway, my point is yes, you can make a movie. You can just write a movie and go make it. So, I'm trying to, the movie we just wrote is probably not the kind of movie we're just gonna go make because it's a big budget, like more of a studio movie. But the next one, our plan is to write it and then direct it.
1: Yeah, sometimes all you need is a story
0: that's it and not a big story you know i mean this this movie was really um interesting to watch because it was a real if you just like crystallize the log line it's pretty low concept log line and yet I found myself very drawn into the story, and it was just a sweet story. I can't remember this guy. Cooper Rafe. Rafe, Cooper, I think, is his name. Cooper Rafe. He's okay. now 22 or something, sure. the ripe old age of 22. Yeah, right, yeah. About ready to retire. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But he's got this um, second movie, which is, I think, similar in tone with Dakota Johnson at, at uh, Sundance. So,
1: yeah, right on. It's, yeah. it's crazy that... Um, what was the movie... Chuck, you might be able to help me on this one. What was the movie where... Um, it was Jason Sudeikis and I think, uh, what's that gal's name now? I'm oh. spacing on it. They oh. had, they, they were like fighting in a sandbox and what they were doing in the sandbox was happening. Like monsters in Japan were like smash. Oh, and Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. Yes. What was the name of that movie? What? I have no idea. Oh dude. It's called like, it's called like giant or yeah. something like that. It's crazy. It's, it's unbelievable. I have unbelievable. no idea
0: what that movie is. But
1: the director of that. Obviously, I'm spaced on his name if I can't remember the name of the movie. But that dude got that job, had literally was just shooting stuff on his phone. No Just, way. just like skateboard videos on his phone. And they were so goddamn good. Really? And Hathaway saw his videos and went, if you guys want to shoot this movie, you have to use this kid. No way. This dude has never directed in his life. And then he goes out and he makes this. When album. was
0: this movie?
1: Oh, it had but in the past couple of years, As in, here's here's the thing: is that when we find out what year it is, because right now in my mind, I'm like, it was like two to three years ago. Oh, oh right, oh, no, 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 no. you'll be like, it was 2002. Yeah, <laughs> like even like when I was going down your IMDb, Bones, yeah, 2009
0: yeah I know because I was pregnant with my oldest I'm like how does that
1: I, to me I'm still like
0: that that was no, just on like a week no. ago I was pregnant and trying to hide it so if you ever see me I yeah. look like <laughs> so puffy. and every time I'd go in they were like wow you're really enjoying your newlywed phase because my belt was like a new hole every- <laughs> oh, funny funny did yeah. you
1: find a it, yeah it's called Colossal Colossal. 2016 2016 okay yeah, yeah. So okay. so yeah six yeah. years ago I don't know I don't know is that right? Six years ago?
0: I got to look up that movie. I've never even heard Dude, of
1: it. It's so good. Here's how I know it's a good movie. My uncle, who has the worst taste in movies. Yeah, that guy behind
0: you. The guy one? behind me okay. that we talking about earlier. Okay. The worst
1: taste in movies. Like his favorite movie is like Masters of the Universe with Dolph Lundgren. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the
0: worst taste in movies. Okay.
1: He watched that movie and went, oh shit, this movie is amazing.
0: Wait, does that make you feel like that proves that it's good or maybe that proves that it's bad? No, it, it,
1: now that those words are coming out of my mouth, I may have to change what I was talking about. You're
0: right. Damn it. Oh, it does suck. No. But it does. It, but that's how I'm going to look it up.
1: Yeah. That's how I know if people are famous. That's like the test. I always ask my mom. Oh. And I'm like, because uh, somebody will go, oh, you know that famous person. I'm like, hang on. Mom, have you ever heard of so-and-so? And she's like, no. And I'm like, see, not famous.
0: Yeah. If my but, mom knows you, you're famous. But famous is such a subjective term now, too, because my kids think a lot of people are famous. And I mean- I don't feel like we're grandparents yet and I don't know who half of them are because they're like Instagram influency YouTube people that yeah. I catch them watching YouTube and I'm like, what what is this idiotic? Shit that this kid is famous for. Yeah, yeah. You walk downtown
1: Minneapolis and you see the Pantages has a line around the block and you're like, who is this person no, I on the know. marquee? are like, it's a TikTok star. Dad. I know. You're like, fucking, what know. do they do? I know. And Does your daughter about- watch TikTok? Do you let her? Uh yeah, yeah. Um, I'm kind of one of those dads. I let I'm I'm free range. I'm like, you can watch, you can whatever yeah. you want, you can say it. And here's the thing, my daughter goes. So far against it. Really? I, I've told her many times, I'm like... I'm sure that's the right way to do it. It, it. I Because when we were kids, you cannot swear. Right. You will be well-behaved. Right. You will not watch these kinds of shows, blah, right. blah, blah. And, you know, you turn out as an adult with just tons of anxiety and you have no idea totally. who you are. Totally. You know, I remember uh, I shaved the sides of my head, like, down with a bick. And my my mom freaked the fuck out. <laughs> like, went bananas on Yeah. It. And, you know... Years later, you kind of realize, like, oh, she wasn't mad that you did that. She was mad that you look like a fucking idiot. And it's going (laughs) to reflect poorly on her. So I get why she did it. But in that moment, I see my daughter, like, my daughter wanted to have blue hair when she was 11. I was like, blew it up. Yeah, go blew it up. I don't give a shit. And my mom was like, I can't believe you're going to let her dye her hair. I'm like, well, mom, how about I let her dye her hair now? I pick and choose the battles. Right. And when she's 22. She doesn't, like, go out and get a shitty Well, totally. Boyfriend. How
0: many friends did we have that, like, weren't allowed to do anything and then lost their minds in college? So I yes. don't want to do that. But it's... Yeah. A, I don't know. I was an only child. And so I feel like I don't have a good meter for, like, how, how much or little you're... Sp- I mean, I, my parents just sort of I was pretty easy I didn't like push the boundaries I just my husband's one of six and so there was just like a full shit show happening at his house (laughs) and like dropping the hammer and then no hammer and like no I don't know what so I'm I feel like we're learning as we go I mean I guess everybody is right but we I feel like we're lenient and then we like out of nowhere are like nobody can do anything anymore we let it go too far I don't know
1: yeah yeah there's always that ebb and flow You you know when a mom I don't know if your parents were like this but when mom's like
0: I am I'm done
1: I'm done yeah Doing yeah, your dishes. I'm done doing your right. laundry, and right. then like a week later, you come home and your room's all clean. And you're totally. like, "Way to
0: fucking keep your foot on that." That's 100 me. I'm yeah. done for like 40 seconds, and then I'm like, "Oh, you're not going to do it. I have to do it. I yeah. can't stare at this." But yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's funny. Uh, you uh, only child, yeah. So mom yeah. and dad still here in Minnesota,
0: still around. Dad passed away, okay. so um, they. I was. They were divorced. They split up when I was four. So I guess similar to your daughter. Yep. and then. Uh, so I was just raised kind of individually by both of them, sharing custody. And then I moved – like I said, I went to SC. And I think they sort of just thought that I would like circle back, you know, come mm-hmm. back after college at 22 and pursue whatever I wanted to pursue here. And I was like, what? No, I am just never going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm staying here. And by then I was working and whatever. So they both moved there. And so my mom moved there. Then my dad moved there, I don't know, five years later. And then so they both lived within like – four minutes of my house. And then my dad passed away, sadly. And then when we moved back here six, seven years ago, my mom was like, well, I'm not going to sit in LA by myself when my yeah. grandchildren are Absolutely, <laughs> there. Yeah. So yeah.
1: So your dad got to see the success, the, the fruits of your labor. He huh?
0: did. Go yeah. Ahead. Yeah. I did take him to the, uh, Freddie got Fingered premiere and that was maybe not a high point for my poor dad. <laughs> I can imagine. He decided to start writing screenplays the next day because he's like, if this is the shit that they are giving you, I'm going to go write you something nice. <laughs> I love
1: that so much.
0: I love that yeah. so much. And then actually, when I was on, he sadly, he had already died when I was on Boston Legal, but he would have loved that show. And so when I was on it, I actually wrote a letter to David Kelly and said... I'm so sorry my dad's not here to see me on the show because he would be, like, the proudest dad in the world, especially after Freddie got fingered, (laughs) to see this and to be, like... It was so up his alley. And so we... And then he actually wrote me back a letter to be, like... I'm sorry he couldn't see it, too, but whatever. Something nice, so... Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. So, you know, but he did. He saw... Um, you know, Teaching Mrs. Tingle, I think he came to set and he, you know, he came to set it for a few things. So he was around for. Holy
1: shit. OK, let's talk about Teaching Mrs. Tingle because that <laughs> fucking movie is so goddamn good. Oh, that's I so love funny. It. Thank you. I, lo- Thank I love it. There's
0: a lot of like super, s- super fans out there for that movie. And it was, as you may or may not recall, we had to change the title and it was right after Columbine. And it was a really difficult time in America. And therefore, the movie kind of just came and went because I just, you know, nobody was focused on a movie like that at a time like that, which is 100% understandable and how it should have been. But meanwhile, there's like sleeper fans that I meet all the time. And if I ever post anything on Instagram, people are like that movie. It's funny to me how much because I'm used to people responding to super troopers. But that movie actually does get a lot of. Yeah. Well, let's go down the
1: Fucking cast list here. Here's why it is. Uh, First off, you are amazing in that movie. Thank you. I love it. Thank you. Um, Katie Holmes. Yeah. Who I hear, I guess, I saw you posted a picture of you guys from the other day. A peach? She seems like a gem. She seems like a really uh, nice uh, person.
0: Wonderful. I mean... To, to be fair, I have not spoken to her. Well, that's not true. When we had the Super Bowl here, when was that? Four years ago? Yeah. She was in down. town Okay. and we texted and we were going to meet up and then we didn't for whatever reason. I think it was my fault because I had a sick kid or something, but whatever. We we have texted and when she directed her movie, we, we communicated a little bit, but we, we were pretty good friends at the time. And then she married Tom Cruise and she kind of went off everyone's radar for a while and then she yeah. got divorced from Tom Cruise and I'm not really sure what the status is, but she is. Absolutely a delightful human being, yeah, and good. a good Midwestern girl. You know, Seems she's just like, like a normal, nice person.
1: Yeah, and such a great body of work that she's had. Oh, you know, I was kind of just you know dabbling through like what else she's done, but like disturbing behavior. Yeah, yeah, I, oh, yeah. God, like all yeah. these like great yeah. movies, man. When
0: she was, to her credit she was a really grounded sweet girl despite the fact that when we met, she was at the she was as famous as a person could be. Yeah. I mean, that was the height we, of her powers. I got that job I was literally couldn't, I felt like I couldn't get arrested. I was doing like shitty guest stars and like bad TV shows and whatever and I was literally about to move home and go to business school. I mean, it's such a cliche story but it's 100% true. My dad was like, just just go get a reason. He was always like, go do, chase your dreams but if you're not happy and if you don't feel like you're getting jobs then that's different and maybe should, whatever. And I was really going to do it and then I randomly got that job and it was like Helen Mirren, Dude, Helen- Katie Holmes and every billboard and bus you could look at was Katie Holmes and then I got this job I've never been so scared ever I can imagine my whole life
1: yeah Uh, Helen Mirren uh, Katie Holmes Jeffrey Tambor
0: yeah. Who yeah, uh yeah. I know he's kinda had a little bit of a rough go Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Who hasn't, right? Know, like has. God. Eventually somebody, but uh Michael McKean. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a great cast. And Barry Watson is a lovely guy too. Yes. Yeah.
1: Uh did you work much with Michael McKean? Were you guys No, sort
0: of- you know, we we were just like one or two scenes really, yeah. I think, towards the end of the movie. And then we had to reshoot all that. So but he was great, but we didn't we weren't together that much. It was <sighs> but I, I mean I was like tete a tete with Helen Mirren. Like the whole movie. And I literally, I mean, it was like the famous imposter syndrome that I was just like, oh my God, they're going to figure out I should not be here and send me trucking." And I had to do a table, table reads. I don't know how you feel about table reads. Some people weirdly like table reads. I'm like, what is, how so, could you like a table read? They're so awkward. Because you can't, like no one knows how much to commit. Is it like, are we a hundred percent? Are we? 10% are we 60 can someone just announce that on the outset like yeah. also people get to see how bad of a reader you are yeah God damn it. <laughs> Fuck. Yes. then there's that no so we had it I'll never forget it was on the Sony lot and I just walking in and being like I, I, I can't even believe I got through it because I was so scared
1: I can imagine. It's it's weird when you have those opportunities that you people that you watched growing up, and then all all of a sudden you're in the same realm as them, and you're like, how did
0: this? No, and I had to do like that ex all these things that were like Exorcist and Marilyn Monroe and all these things, and I'm like, do I like what am I supposed what am I supposed to do in this table read? Pretend yeah. to have an exercise? Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it was really yeah. scary. It is,
1: it's it's weird, too, because then yeah. there's always that one guy in the room that has the right. show was acting chops.
0: Right. And like, Fucking bring her down, Brandon. <laughs> totally. Uh, totally. And I didn't yeah. want to be that guy, but I also didn't want to be, like, phoning in, like, oh, I'm just too cool for this. Because it was, I was uh, definitely still the, the one there who needed to earn their place at the table the most, you know?
1: That's funny. Yeah. That's funny. Well, it is an extensive uh imdb list that you do have though i mean really i started kind of going down and uh freddie got fingered which uh tom green
0: actually a great guy yeah
1: yeah uh he borrowed a guitar of mine oh yeah at a show he was in town and the booker for the show called me and said tom green sent a guitar it got lost can he borrow yours interesting and i was like fuck i mean tom green was when like, was this this was oh man this had to have been like Probably ten years ago now. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. And I brought him the guitar and he, I remember he kind of looked at it and he he had he flew into town on like a Wednesday night. And then they didn't get here until almost What midnight. was he doing? He was just doing like uh he he was doing like he was on tour doing stand-up. So he was But he plays
0: the guitar during
1: his stand-up? Yeah, he does oh. like the um he does the bum bum song. Oh. My bum is on your lips. Your bum oh. is on that song. <laughs> and then he does like a bunch of stuff from uh road trip.
0: Oh, yeah. so
1: he kind of had like the end of his set, which uh, he was a super nice guy. He did a bunch of really like C plus material, then sang the songs. Crowd went goddamn bananas for the bum bum song. Yeah, And then he told this super endearing story about the Tom Green show. Because that's why everybody's there. Because the Tom Green show is just—he was... He,
0: he was like TikTok before TikTok was TikTok, right? I mean, Absolutely. he was doing like all the kind of stuff they do now. Yeah, and but he invented it. I—I I, that's the thing about him is that he's just sort of got this like underlying, really endearing side to him that you don't really see coming. We had that scene. Uh, there's a scene in the movie where we're on the roof of a building and the helicopter comes in and mm-hmm. he's like, I got these jewels for you, Betty. And then I'm like, Bad, I don't want jewels. I just want to stay home and, you know perhaps the rest of that line, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I've never, of anything I've ever done laugh so hard. Like we couldn't get through it, but we would rehearse and like, we just couldn't. It was like, you couldn't do that scene with a straight face. And we had so, he was just a sweet guy, but I mean, he was again, someone, I feel like I've worked with a number of people in a row who were at Kevin Williamson was at the height of his Mm -hmm. Kevin (laughs) Williamson-ness. Katie was, Tom was, I mean, they were just like, couldn't go anywhere. We're just like, Uber famous. And yeah. I was just sort of there to observe it, which, to be honest, it didn't make it look that great.
1: <laughs> was he still married to Drew Barrymore at
0: the time? He was. She came to set. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that was like uh, probably the, the duration of the movie was the duration of their marriage. Yeah. It was very short-lived, oh. right? Ooh, yeah, I think kids. she's in, isn't she in the movie? Or maybe she was just in some like outtakes or something. She did some stuff. One scene, she plays like yeah. a secretary yeah. or something yeah. like yeah. that. And yeah. And they have an interaction I think together. they're friends now, though, right? I think it's come full circle yeah. to like some in- kind of-
1: he was just on. Um, he's on Monday's Adam Carolla show.
0: Oh yeah, which
1: I just edited this oh, morning. Oh, funny. And yeah, and they showed a picture of him hugging her, and it was like uh, two months ago.
0: Yeah, like on her talk show or something. Yeah. I feel like I saw that somewhere. Yeah. yeah. So yeah.
1: So it seems like you know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: For all he's those- a nice guy. He does a lot of those Instagram live things for a, like a lot, right? Yeah.
1: Yep. And he was kind of one of the first guys, you know, to t- to do the home studio thing. Like when the Tom Green yeah. show went away, he was basically putting it out on the internet at a time when it was like, right. you know, nobody had what we have here. I mean, I'm sure he probably just had a couple camcorders right, just right, set up, you know? But
0: you know who else does that a lot is, um I'm friend I'm friends with, not like super best friends, but friendly with Zach Levi. Do you know who that is? He's oh my in- God, yeah. Did you see his movie? It's so sweet. Oh, the so one about good. Craig,
1: about with, uh, Kurt
0: Warner? Um, yes. Yeah, it's, I haven't seen it I yet. brought my kids to it. It's really good. Really? I mean, it's a tearjerker. Yeah. It's like a, it's an underdog story. Like, it's a hard to leave. It's it's soft, but to me, I, I the world as it is right now, I'm like, I'll take any kind of like feel good anything right now. But um, he does very long Instagram lives that are just like super honest, kind of like about... I don't know, I think like depression and mental health and everything. Really Mm -hmm. honest, super, just like an hour and a half Instagram live. It's pretty interesting.
1: The marvelous Mrs. Maisel. He's great in that. Have you seen it?
0: Oh, I have seen it, but I don't think I saw him on it. I think I watched the first season, and he was not on the first season. Right? Uh,
1: Chuck, first season, season, S- season two, season two. Yeah, 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 okay, right on. Yeah, great he's
0: charming. It. He's oh. so good. Yeah, so good in Shazam too. It's Shazam. Oh, yes. So good
1: in that. Yes, and just like you know, he's got that jawline where you're
0: like, Ark. yeah, I know, right? I'm getting old. I, I just know. Want to look like that well, in an American Underdog, he's all like Shazam too. I guess you know he's like bulked yeah. up for those, but he's yeah, doing. he's got a very sweet, charming thing going, and he's super honest about. I think just, I don't know, his own struggles and whatever, which I appreciate.
1: Sure. Yeah. Well, all the, don't uh, sell yourself short there, lady, because (laughs) all the stuff you do for Instagram and social media, hilarious.
0: Oh, oh, thanks. 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 We have to do more of it. I, you know, it's just hard to, but we have, we have done a few that have done, that have, you know, gotten a good reaction. So we just do it because we're like bored and the world sucks so we make light of it Mm -hmm. we're well we just did one with you so you know we're still making light of (laughs)
1: yeah yeah and that was uh and that was like one of the most um endearing things about it was uh while we were trying to film you know i have other responsibilities that i have to take care of and i was getting blown up on my phone and i'm like getting frustrated and then uh, at some point you just said Hey, just take a seat. Just have a table read. It's gonna be okay. You're gonna be all right. We're just gonna chill out. I was like, "You're right. We're all just gonna chill out here. We're just gonna have fun." You're right. That's what we're here for. And I just like turned my phone off. I was Aww. like, "Everybody can wait for an hour, and we yeah. can we can knock this out." Yeah, yeah. So, well,
0: that's good to hear. I'm glad yeah. you felt that way.
1: It's yeah, and I don't know. Like you have such great people around you. Yes. as Well,
0: yes. Well, you know? Brittany, I think was like you know part. My, it, I do not necessarily miss la I, I miss my friends but when i go back to la especially now it feels like a kind of a different place right now um it's sadly just sort of not i don't know
1: yeah i it, took my daughter and this because we we road tripped from san diego to san francisco oh so wow. her first taste of california was san diego wow. we stayed on the beach i had a friend right, of mine who owned right. a house in pacific beach right so her she's like Oh my god! Yeah. What's
0: not to love about this? Yeah, you're dreaming, man. Yeah,
1: we got to LA, and she was like, "Get me the fuck out of yeah, here!" I yeah, was like, yeah, yeah. She hated it. It's, I hated it. It's
0: yeah. really sad. I mean, I hope they can figure it out because I go back. I'm like, I literally don't recognize the city right now. But my point is that I, when we moved back here at first, I struggled a lot because I didn't have, I didn't have creative peeps. I didn't have, I mean, maybe creative like other other art forms, but not people who were into sort of the stuff I was into. And it was super hard because I just felt so isolated. There, you go to literally any coffee shop and sit down and you're surrounded by, for better or worse, a sea of other writers and actors and whatever. And mm-hmm. there's camaraderie in that. And there's something nice. There's something frustrating because you feel like one in eight gajillion, but there's also something really nice about it. And here I was just like, I I found a lot of mom friends that I really liked and cared about, but I didn't find anyone who understood kind of my creative proclivities. And then I met Brittany and she had just written and directed and starred in um, a short film. And I watched it and I was like, it's really good. But we, our daughters were skating together and I was just like, can we just like do you have time to get coffee with me? And she didn't know me from Adam. And we sat down and she was like, oh, wait, you're like, really? You like are, do this for a living. I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, so do you. So can we just, you're just going to have to be my friend. You don't really have a choice. <laughs> and then in the meantime, we've, you know, shot a few things. And whenever we met Katie, Katie's hilarious. How did you meet Katie?
1: I met her when I met you.
0: Oh, you met that, her when you met me. I thought you knew her before that. No, nope,
1: okay. nope. She is funny. When I saw her, I was like, this lady looks like a massive bitch. Yeah. <laughs> massive bitch. I bet she is. She's
0: a huge bitch. I yeah. bet she's the <laughs> worst
1: person to be around. <laughs> she came walking up all... Snapping her fingers and shit. I was like, who the fuck is this lady?
0: Uh, God, bring her down. uh, That's funny.
1: And then, uh, yeah, and then she opened her mouth and I was like, oh, little tiny princesses. Oh my God, she's
0: really, really funny, though. She's got like a dirty, raunchy sense of humor. Absolutely. Super funny. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we're trying to find our peeps here. I'm trying to find, you know, just the more the merrier.
1: Well, when I, I met you, it was at the Twin Cities Film Fest thing you were yeah. showing fulfillment yeah which uh can, you, can we where is that can we find it and play it can we play it during the episode or not uh
0: yeah I can okay. send it to you okay I can please it to you. yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll
1: drop it in the episode yeah. real cool. quick um but uh, uh well I'll tell you what let's do this how about we watch it we're gonna take a quick break okay we'll refill our coffees get okay. a more Irish cream okay um and then uh I will uh, pay some bills. We'll come back.
0: Okay. We'll talk about that <laughs> Great. short. Great. we'll in.
1: talk We'll talk a little bit about
0: Super Troopers. Okay. That, that's all right? I'm in for that. Cool. Excellent. More right. Baileys. Sweet.
1: If you want to see Marisa's film, Fulfillment, all you got to do is go onto our YouTube page. Just check us out. A Long Walk to Cleveland. It's right in the middle of it. In the meantime, this episode of A Long Walk to Cleveland is brought to you by... Dollar Shave Club. You guys know I'm a big ass fan of Dollar Shave Club and of big asses. How do we roll that into one ad? Uh, I've been a member of Dollar Shave Club since the beginning. I have no shit a pin that says I was one of the first 100 people to get on board with Dollar Shave Club before anybody else I've been a fan long before they sponsored this podcast. You can be a part of the club, too. All you got to do is go to Dollar Shave Club. I've been using them for about five years on my face and about seven years on my balls. That's how I do it. Silky smooth. I'm like a baby seal from head to toe. All you got to do is hop on. Listen, I go five blades, and here's the thing. I'm by Shave-O-Wool. Shave-o? Shave-o. i wool am by Shave... I go by... I don't want to say bi-monthly because that's too easy. But listen, I go every other month. I got a baby face and I like to let it grow out every once in a while. So I don't need four blades every single month. I need it every other month. So I go once every two months bi-monthly with my razors and you can too. Dollar Shave Club. They are a proud sponsor of a long walk to Cleveland. I've been using them for years. Now you can get in on the action as well. Now, back to the episode. You were talking about Super Troopers and how those guys were partying pretty oh, hard yeah. during it, but yeah. you sort of so back a little bit. I
0: had just met a boyfriend
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and I was like, for whatever reason, absolutely like head over heels for him. And I literally just wanted to sit in the hotel room and just like call him and read Roman. I was just, I don't know. I was, I, I really missed a good window to, cause I was definitely someone who would partake mm-hmm. in my twenties. <laughs> but for that window, I was just in this like boyfriend mode or whatever, but I made up for it because then we broke up shortly thereafter and then I would go out with Jay and I would go to dinner like all the time and talk about you know, we were both dating. Talk about romance and this and that mm-hmm. a lot. I love Jay. But- say, his, say his last name three times fast. Saker. Ah, son of a bitch. <laughs> I fuck it up every time. I'm like Chandrasekhar. <laughs> I'm no. like the guy from Super Troopers. Mustache rides. He's the best. I love him. And then Eric. Did you ever meet Eric when he was here? Here,
1: Yes. And I think I caught him at the wrong time. Oh. uh What He... Not that he's like this, because I've heard many people have had great interactions with him, yeah. and I don't want to speak ill of the man because he's not here to defend himself, Yeah. but uh, I showed you it. I have it on the wall. Chuck, I don't know if you can catch it with that camera. I don't know if you can see uh, it in that one. no. No, okay, but anyway, I have a poster on the wall of Super Troopers 2. When they came to town, they did a screening because I gave money to the Kickstarter and got in for it, whatever yeah. it was. <sighs> and everybody signed it and everybody was great and uh, Kevin was
0: the nicest fucking
1: hilarious the greatest guy I I mean just like when he when we walked into the there was like a little lobby area where they were signing everything you could tell when you walked up to him he was like he's not only the life of that interaction but he's the life of everywhere he goes you
0: know what the best part about him is first of all I did that short and I was like had him in mind but I'm like I'm gonna ask him and he's probably going to say no cuz i mean like what what's in it for him really other than it was an opportunity to showcase a different side of his mm-hmm. acting and persona and whatever obviously it's very different from farva or from the what he plays in tacoma and whatever but um and pr- pretty much what he's done in almost all their movies is so broadly comedic sure but i was like if if he says yes i'm going to go make this one if not maybe i i don't know maybe i won't whatever and then he was like sure yeah I'll do that. And when he was on set, literally you would have thought he could have been a a PA. He was so grounded and just like, where do you want me to sit? Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Whatever. we'll do whatever. Yeah. Like, so lo- the lowest maintenance, most like game to do whatever. Sat with everybody. I mean, you know, not like it was a low budget indie. It's a little short film. It's not like um, he had his private fabulous dressing room and he just couldn't have cared less. He was so game for every the whole crew was like, how is he the nicest human on the planet? He's yeah. So great.
1: Well, first off, I, I loved Fulfillment.
0: Oh, thanks. And it's so good. Thank you. It's so
1: goddamn cute. Like, it really is. (laughs) And it's great. Speaking of Kevin, um, where'd you guys shoot that? That wasn't here, was it?
0: No, we shot it in LA. Um, My good friend from college has a production company out there called Drama 3-4, my friend David Fickus. And he was like, you got to just start. You got to just... Yeah. He knew I wanted to... He knew I was an actress and then became a writer, but I wanted to kind of converge the two and direct and whatever. And so he's just like just pick a thing and just do it and just get off the starting blocks. And so we went out and did it there and it was a lot of fun and we managed to find a uh, that warehouse was it actually is a fulfillment center and randomly those guys were like you can just use whatever you want in here. Oh, you want our guys to like move heavy machinery in the background? That's fine. You want to take this box of like legit looking tape and boxes and just use it all. We don't care. I'm like, okay. That was probably thousands of dollars of budget that I didn't have. So we, you know, it was, it was a huge learning experience and then COVID hit. So we haven't been doing it as, you know, now the world is better, but um, it was right before COVID that we did that. So we did a screening of it virtually and whatever, but it was super good. It was learning experience for me in two ways. One, A, just getting behind the camera and getting the nerve up and B, it is sweet and I my sensibility has always been pretty uh comedic and edgy. Like all the stuff I've written is like not at all that tone, mm-hmm. but it's all much more comedic and kind of I mean, I don't know. My writing partner's like, if there's not a hand job in the script, you didn't write it, I'm like, Oh god, that's not good. That's not true. It's not true, but he thinks that I like write. That kind of those kind yeah. of jokes, which maybe it's because I was just around it too much. Yeah, you like <laughs>
1: we got zero hits on YouTube, but four million on Pornhub. So.
0: <laughs> um, it's not really all in there, but I definitely have an edgier sensibility. So that was a good foray for me to just see how I felt about writing something that was more sweet and more kind of. Um a very different tone,
1: yeah than me yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't know it's it's I watched it and was just like, oh man, like this the music, the way it swells, yeah so the that's way Steven's
0: it, music, is it really, yeah, yeah, well,
1: he did a hell of a job you
0: sh- honestly, he's got beautiful albums he's yeah. got really beautiful music okay and so we we he did the music, and then I kind of knew I had a musician an in-house musician Uh (laughs) so which is how i made it silent because i was like well if we don't if we're not gonna have dialogue i better know i have some pretty damn good music to put in there so
1: here's the beauty of editing right now we're totally listening to his music
0: oh good oh Oh, here it is (laughs) yeah yeah He flat. He yeah, knows, he knows yeah. Everything. He knows what's up, man. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, right. he's he, actually some of the music he wrote for the short is in his most recent album now. So he sort of wrote it for us and then put it in his album. Yeah, right. Yeah. You're getting kicks back. A little yeah, bit. I yeah, you're getting some money. I better, I better. Yeah,
1: for sure. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, since uh, since we're here, and I told you before when I first met you, you were walking up towards. Uh, you were walking into the Twin Cities Film Fest offices. Yeah. And I'm like, I know this woman. Yeah. How the hell do I, get, I know this I woman? I get
0: that. I get that a lot more than I get. Hey, you're Ursley from Super Dribbers. It's more like, don't I not? And they just go through everything until that's the last thing they land Well, because I don't know. I kind of got
1: a reputation for being a dickhead when it comes to dating.
0: <laughs> So I'm like Oh, you're like, did I sleep like, with her? No, not slept, but I was like, did I did I go on a date with this woman? Uh, or have we matched on that's Tinder or something? Funny. There's gotta be something. Right. There. Well, in this day and age, who knows?
1: Yeah. And then and then I was introduced to you, and <sighs> they said, Oh, she, you know, she's one of the filmmakers for tonight. And yeah. then we watched and, and, and then like, as sh- I'm sh- watching sh- it, I, I see you on screen, and then it like it yeah. hits me. I'm like, holy shit, I've seen this woman <laughs> a fucking thousand times on my television screen. <laughs> one of my favorite moments um from Super Troopers is when Um, Foster is standing outside and he's trying to impress you and he's stark naked with a trench coat on. Yeah. Would you do me the honor? Oh my God. Of us reading
0: a little bit of a table read. Do you know what's so funny? <laughs> I have a megaphone at home, Damn. and I was literally just about to go shoot a funny thing with my kids and be like, "Baby, I'm gonna butter your bread."
1: Oh my god, <laughs> dude! This is the great man. <laughs> does Stephen, does your husband, every once in a while, he's like, "Can we use the megaphone?" <laughs>
0: Do you mind? The megaphone's kind of a recent purchase because I bought it for a bit that I didn't do yet. So okay. it's but now my five year old runs around and just screams into it. So it was a I regret the purchase currently, but I'm gonna go make something that will make it worth having. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> because I love that
1: scene. I think it's hilarious. Oh my god, I, think, I don't
0: even remember this, but I'll try. Okay,
1: sweet. So that's why I wanted to do it. And here's the thing you have to talk like you were talking in the megaphone. Into a megaphone. Yeah. Okay. Like, I wa- I want to hear the deep voice. Okay.
0: Okay. <clears throat> Freeze, motherfucker! Oh god, please d- d- don't shoot me! I'm naked! Drop your coat and grab your toes. What? I'm gonna show you where the wild goose goes. Uh,
1: oh god, this isn't happening. <laughs> I- I'm a police officer. Ursula, help!
0: Baby, I'm gonna butter your bread. What, you don't? <laughs> you got oh, it. oh, still. <laughs> you don't have these at your station?
1: I don't suppose you have a fresh pair of underwear I can borrow. <laughs>
0: I'm not sure you could fit into my panties.
1: (laughs) 22-year-old shit-faced me at 3 in the morning is losing his mind right now, by the way. Seriously. Uh,
0: Fucking love that movie. I love uh, that
1: movie. Thank you. I mean, seriously, you you have fulfilled. Thank you. You totally and Twenty uh, twenty-two gonna,
0: year old Rudy, yeah, pretty, pretty goddamn happy.
1: I know it's funny because uh, my old roommate Jesse. I mean, we used to just go tear down Lacrosse, Wisconsin, and then go back to the house and make a frozen pizza, and we'd, yeah. we're like, we're watching Super Troopers, yeah. and we put it in, and then we'd watch the first seven minutes, and then wake oh, up yeah, the next of course, morning with of a fucking course. half a pizza on our chest. You're
0: like, God <laughs> God damn it! Well, so, what's yeah. funny about that movie is I was, you know, twenty early 20, 25 when we shot it. Twenty, I don't know, and then. But the demographic just kept getting bigger. Because it, for a while there, it was like people our age or that were in college when we were 25. Yeah. They're, they're, they're older than me, five years, six years older than I am. But then the demographic just got bigger and bigger because everyone who went to college would watch it. <laughs> so then it was like a good 20 year span of like a lot of, a lot of people. It was a college movie for them, even though it came out, you know, 10 years before they went to college.
1: Yeah. Do you did you feel on set that you guys had something? But you knew, like, this was going to turn into something? You know,
0: no, because I've done so many movies that are little like that. And I they sent me... I just done the, one of the two shows I mentioned to you where I was, like, in every scene or whatever. And I was just like, oh, I was kind of crushed by that. And um, they sent me the script. I guess he had... Jay had seen teaching mrs tingle and he loved the exorcist scene he loved and he was like if she can do that she can do whatever because it was such an outlandish scene or whatever so he sort of made them all bet on me because they didn't really know who i was it was i'd only been in that movie at that point and so they offered it to me and you know i at that point you get a lot of it was a tiny movie and they had one movie they'd shot in college together to show me and it was you know sort of a piecemeal movie they'd shot. Who knows what kind of camera? So I was like, I don't know. But it was such a funny script. Yeah. And like the meow thing. I mean, it was just the things like that were on the page that were so funny. That I was like, what's the worst thing that happens is it goes into the ether, like half the rest of the crap we've done. So Absolutely. I'll just do it, whatever. And it was, it felt, you know, little. There was no, there were no trailers. And we we're all just sitting around in like parks while people shot things. I mean, there was one hair and makeup trailer. Actually, what's funny about it is the boyfriend that I was so obsessed with at the time, there was one hair and makeup trailer for everyone. Wardrobe, everything was in this one trailer. So there was no, like, privacy, no anything. And I would just yammer on about this guy. I'll, I mean, I was just so smitten with him. <laughs> and then I found out at the end of the shoot that the girl who was doing my... Makeup, I think, had just left with him, and like the entire time we were on the shoot, everyone knew that, but me, I'm like such an idiot. Oh my god! But anyway, I don't know how I got in that non-secretary. Help a girl out, right? I don't know if they knew, but definitely <laughs> hair, makeup, and wardrobe were well aware that I was just an idiot. But um no, I don't think we knew. I, I, you know, how do you know? You don't know. It's like such a. It was funny on set, but a lot of things are funny on set, and then you cut it together, and who knew? And even when it came out. It took a while. I mean it was like a slow it wasn't like overnight we were box office sensation. It was like a sort of slow brewing people word of mouth kind of thing. And
1: yeah. That's how you know it's good. Yeah. Because there's no budget. You don't see right. it on billboards. Right. It's not on it's not on YouTube. It's at you know all I mean? no. at all. It's no. just people are just Showing up with DVDs of it yeah. and handing it to their friends, yeah. going, "You have to watch this movie." Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, people. I mean, they're they're definitely really passionate fans because it's been a long time now. You know, and people, I uh, people freak out about that movie still. Yeah. So I'm I feel lucky to Dude, be. You're speaking a part one. of what I fucking gave to the Kickstarter <laughs> to make the second one. Those guys for so many years, I was like, "What are you doing? Just go raise your own money yes. and go make it." And yes. I think they felt beholden to to. Fox or whatever to sort of work it up but I'm like just go if you build it they will come you have the- I-, I think that they because they've done a lot of movies and maybe they I just was like I don't think I'm I'm only in one of them I can tell you the fan base is so intense and so passionate just go put out a thing and raise money and you will people will come out of the woodwork and yeah, yeah. So basically, I get all the credit for that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't they do a, like, Foster Ursula web series shoot-off? I thought that would have been great. Yeah. You two maybe left, and you became, like, Private Eyes, right? Or there was something that you... Yeah. A story in there that they could have I
0: agree. Used and- well, they did tell me that Super Troopers 3, they've... When we were shooting Fulfillment, which is 2019, they were in the middle of writing Super Dupers 3, and they said that I was in it a lot more. So I think it was because they had amped up some of that storyline. Okay. I think we're, like, married with kids and, you know, the yeah. whole thing. But I, I, I don't know. Now they're shooting... Um, what is it? It's like the Hunchback of Notre Dame or something, oh, like sure. yeah, Broken yeah, yeah. Lizard style. Yeah. So I don't know. I I can't keep up. But I think also the Tacoma thing took off, which is great for them. So, but good. it's maybe slowed down some of the other development that they've done as a as a team. Yeah, yeah. Um, because you were only in. Like- Wait, you didn't finish your Eric story. Oh, yeah. did you?
1: I, I, maybe not. <laughs> I, can, I can go back. Yeah, uh, we'll go back to that then. Yeah. So uh, when I met everybody at that uh, meet and greet afterwards. Uh, Kevin, super nice. Jay, super nice. They, Jay had um, just told that story about, I think how he met Eric and how the, the leg thing. Have you heard the, the leg? No. So one of them, I think
0: it's Eric, has his yeah, yeah. Oh, one leg, right? He went to Brack with me. He, yeah, so he, he, he's, he's, he, he's, a, he's from town, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was homecoming king and he was sort of, you know, yeah.
1: Yeah, and he, uh, so when he first met Jay, there's a story that like these two meet and they're at like a, like a, like a wood shop or something like that some weird what? thing or maybe they're on set i don't remember how it all happened but um eric and somebody else had set up this like this thing where they're like we're gonna fuck with this guy so they go hey man we can play this game to see who can tolerate the most pain oh my god so fucking <laughs> that's they, hilarious they're like yeah they're like sticking their fingers into a vice and then like seeing how far you can like oh clamp it down god. and then Eric goes over and grabs like a, a fucking mallet and hits himself in the ankle. Oh,
0: my God. And plays really up. He's funny. like, oh, fuck. God
1: damn it. I, hope like, I
0: never heard that story? That's and, really funny. Yeah. And
1: he's like, "Now you have to do it. And Jay grabs the mallet and is about to fucking smash his own <laughs> ankle. And then they're like, oh, my God, stop, stop, stop. And he pulls his leg up. And he's no like, it's a fake way. leg. We were just seeing how far you would take oh God, it. And that's, that's how they really knew funny. they were going to be friends because Jay was willing to go toe-to-toe with him the entire time. I have time.
0: never heard that story. Yeah, it's a crazy story. I don't remember where I That's heard it. the that ultimate story. meet cute. Yeah,
1: but I asked him about that story, and he was like, yeah, and then he retold that story to me. And while we're all there, it's everybody, the entire cast, Eric is kind of off, and he's chatting with someone. And I'm just kind of waiting around, because I really want my poster signed. And at some point, he walks over, and I'm like, hey, man, can you sign this? Doesn't say, hey, thanks for coming out or anything. He literally just takes the poster out of my hand, quick signs it, hands it back to me, turns around, walks away. Hi. Hey. And I was like, whoa, dude. Like, I, I think what happened was something that happened with the people he was talking to huh. previously. And, and
0: I think that put him in a bad mood. Very uncharacteristic because he's as nice as you get. And, everybody, and I've never really seen him do that. Yeah. And when I
1: walked know? away from it, I was like... That doesn't seem like that dude, because everybody I know says he's He's, like the sweetest guy. He really is. He really is. And and that's why I never... Uh, I never fully judge people on one interaction. Yeah. No, you can't. Even when I've had bad interactions with people and they go, what do you think of that guy? I'm like, I don't know. When I met him, it didn't turn out the way I wanted it to. Yeah. Like, you know, don't ever meet your heroes type of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, especially 22 years in radio, you meet some like asshole rock stars that you really liked. I'm sure. And it sucks. And you're like, oh, no. But I never really, you know, especially. Yeah. You can't be that big of an asshole and have that many people, that many interactions and have It'd be different if everybody was
0: like like, 24-7 be like on. I mean, yeah, but I don't know. That's weird. It surprises me to hear that. But I I remember, I just think when you're, Eric is maybe different because I think we, I don't know. But I remember when I was on um, Boston Legal, Spader was like mercurial like that. Like one minute he'd be like, hey, Marisa, how was your weekend? Tell me what you did. And then the next day we'd shoot a scene where it was like, the two of us for twelve hours staring at each other and he I was like invisible. Unless he was like talking
1: really literally
0: at me on camera. It was as if I was I, I was like, ah, but I don't know. I think somebody like that, he's such a sort of I think brilliant actor, but also real artsy actor-y type. (laughs) Like I think there's some actors who are more like grounded and kind of can like move about the cabin more normally, and he's more like little in his head and yeah, I don't know. But he was like that that I'd be like, oh, did I do something? What just happened? (laughs) Like I don't. I I was young. I'm like, God, did I say something wrong yesterday? But it was just his personality.
1: Yeah, and some people, especially in this business, you know, like we were talking about uh, before, you're so intimate with people. Cause like if you work in a you know an accounting firm, you can walk down the hallway and not see that person. Usually you might have a meeting or something. But when you're shooting a scene and it's six hours, you're in a room with somebody, you kinda have to, you know, remember like, dude, we're all here, we're all in this together. Everybody be cool. It makes
0: sense. And it's hard because I always forget like everyone's got their own set of baggage, their own nerves, their own drama that's happening. Like you said, their own whatever's blowing up on their phone about whatever. I think the other day when we shot, you know, those guys had some, Michael, I think, had some kind of like situation happening with his other job. And you just have to be like, who knows what's going on in their
1: bubble. You know, Uh, we can find you Instagram, Facebook. No,
0: you don't do Facebook. I don't really do Facebook. I hear you. I do Instagram is pretty much the only thing I do. I'm going to start a YouTube thing and just put all the content we're slowly starting to make on one thing. Sure. Because um, I think that seems like the right thing. But I'm I'm just a slow mover when it comes to these things. But yeah, yeah, Instagram is about... I didn't even do Instagram for years. And then finally, I'm like, I guess I'll just do it. And I don't post super frequently, but I try on occasion. Yeah.
1: Uh, Just add Marisa Coughlin.
0: Marisa dot Coughlin. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know.
1: What we'll I'll check. It. I
0: don't really remember. Yeah. <laughs> we'll put
1: the link up. We'll totally put the link up. Well, fantastic. Um, I find you to be absolutely uh, adorable and oh, talented and you. so thank awesome. You. And I'm so glad that you are a Minnesotan. And I'm so glad that. So am I. I'm so glad that there are plenty of minutes like you know unfortunately we just lost Louis anderson i know and he was like the quintessential top of the he was the pinnacle yeah and i'm glad that there's like more people that come from this state yeah. that uh put a nice big shiny little yeah well, you. on it. so thank you're one you. of them so thank awesome you. thank you so much for doing this.
0: thank you for having me super fun to be here <laughs>